our emotions affect all these little hormones throughout our body, our inflammatory signals that are happening throughout our body, our absorption of nutrients and how our gut functions all depends upon how our emotions are thinking. We talked about the stress piece, how this is affecting the cortisol response. So if you're stressed all the time and not liking uh, your job or your life or whatever, we need to work on helping you see it in a different perspective so we can decrease this cortisol response that is happening. So I work on that piece a lot when I'm dealing with my autoimmune patients. So, and it, it can be a missed piece and it's not just me helping with this. It's, it's part of their work too. And I always, whenever I follow up with them, I'm like, how are you working on this piece? And, uh, and if we work on that piece and all these other things, you will be able to get your autoimmune condition under control. You're listening to the integrative medical podcast with Dr. Jake, a licensed naturopathic doctor who will show you how to tap into your body's natural ability to heal your health issue and improve your symptoms quickly without harmful drugs or devastating surgeries. So pour some tea, get comfortable where you are and enjoy this healing episode. Welcome back to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. I am Teresa. I'm a mom. I am a health nut. I'm a wife to a cancer fighter. And I'm here with Dr. Jake today to talk about the five, no, actually six root causes of autoimmune conditions. And I'm especially excited to talk about this with you, Dr. Jake, because the more people I talk to in this day and age, it seems like everyone is coming down with an autoimmune condition these days. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if it's just common with our with my age group. If just like, hey, you're in your 40s, this is just what happens when you turn 40, or if I'm attracting it because I have one as well. But it seems like this is something that a lot of people really need to hear because guaranteed you either have one or you have a loved one or a friend who has one and should be really listening to this episode to hear from you on on what those causes are. Yeah, autoimmune disease is a group of conditions I'm extremely passionate about because I just think it's under-treated. It's not treated effectively for most people. So it's going to be really exciting to actually talk about the six true causes of autoimmune disease so people can really know how to treat their autoimmune disease effectively. I love it. And I think that's the powerful part is if you know the root causes and you treat those root causes then the symptoms and the issue of the autoimmune condition can can go away. Whereas, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of medical doctors out there, traditional, they don't actually treat the root cause. Instead, they give you medications to deal with the symptoms, but the cause is still there. And so then now you're living this lifelong condition where you're constantly having to take medication to help you know, reduce the symptoms of your autoimmune condition. You, you're going to still deal with flare-ups because these medications don't always work. Sometimes more damage is done because the 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 root causes are just continuing to take over your body and now causing other problems. Then you know, of course, the effects of the medication that you're on. It just seems like it's a really really hard journey to have to go down that we don't have to when we address mm-hmm. these root causes. I know for me and my family, it seems like autoimmune just runs in the family. I'm not sure if we have a predisposition toward it or if it's because of bad habits that all of our family members have learned, you know, from one another that have uh, led to these root causes, you know, between what we've got like lupus in the family, we've got rheumatoid arthritis in the family, Crohn's disease in the family. There's some family members with diabetes. And I know that that's not always looked at as an autoimmune condition, but I know that it can be. Uh, It just seems like there's so many different kinds out there. And believe it or not, 
you know, there's a lot of similar root causes, no matter what variation your body takes. So I'm interested in hearing from you, Dr. Jake, on uh, what these root causes are, because I think that no matter what kind you might have listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, or what kind your family members have, they're going to be able to benefit from this episode and really be able to start just taking control over their health. So Dr. Jake, let's let's do this. I know people are eager to hear it. They don't want to hear us talking about other stuff. They came onto this show to listen and, and learn. Let's start with your your big one, the the one that you often see with most people uh, with autoimmune conditions, and that is leaky gut. Yes, yeah, so I yeah, I see leaky gut in all my patients with autoimmune disease. It's very common. So what it is is Increased intestinal permeability. What this means is there's these damage to your gut lining. Means there's these little microscopic holes that aren't supposed to be there, which are then allowing certain substances, foods that aren't fully digested, certain chemicals or other things get into the bloodstream and your immune system sees it as foreign. What happens with this is it gets overstimulated. And whenever our immune system gets way too, too overstimulated, all the time and it's chronically like that it's going to potentially cross react with other proteins throughout our body and that's going to lead to a diagnosis of a certain autoimmune conditions if it cross links with your joints for example it's going to be rheumatoid arthritis if it cross links with your myelin sheath it's going to be multiple sclerosis if it goes after your large intestine it's going to be crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis so we don't want this leaky gut syndrome to be occurring and we need to heal that up so this inflammatory response stops throughout the body. Also, leaky gut is from all this trauma that's happening to the body, to the gut lining, and most of our immune system is hanging out in there. So we don't think a lot about this is, okay, most of our immune system is in our gut, but it is. It's all hanging out in our gut. So that will lead to further problems too and cause imbalances of your whole immune system because what leaky gut is, the cause of it is this chronic inflammatory trauma to our gut lining leading to these microscopic holes and causing problems. And that makes sense because it seems like, you know, oftentimes when I, when I talk with people who have an autoimmune condition, it seems like they have just a whole lot of issues that they're dealing with. They've got this autoimmune condition. They've got a thyroid problem. They've got some hormone problems. They've got like all of these things. And it seems like you're really looking at a spectrum of issues that are often rooted in leaky gut. And sometimes they're, they're also like the perpetrator and the result of the, <laughs> the autoimmune condition yep. as well. So I'm like, I imagine you can probably eliminate a lot of these just by first addressing a leaky gut. Definitely. All right. So one of the other ones that obviously affects our gut, I mean, I, I imagine it's part of it, but maybe it affects other areas. So, um, you know, I'm excited to hear from you on what this does, but one of the other root causes you have on our list for autoimmune conditions is dealing with food, specifically inflammatory foods, but also foods that you might be sensitive to that may or may not already be inflammatory. Let's talk about how that might Yeah, affect. so it's it's very common. It's very rare that I see my patients that don't have a food sensitivity. So the thing is, is a lot of people think, oh, I don't have a food sensitivity because I don't have gut stuff going on. I don't have diarrhea. I don't have constipation, gas, bloating. My stomach feels just fine. I don't have food sensitivities. That's not necessarily the case. You can, you're still having an inflammatory immunological response 
making way too much histamine in response to eating a certain food. And then this is causing your immune system to be way too overstimulated all the time when you're eating this food. And then like we talked about, that's going to lead to cross reactions to all kinds of different proteins throughout your body leading to autoimmune condition. So we want to identify what specific foods are causing us issues. Now there are inflammatory foods that even if you don't have a food sensitivity to it, I do recommend usually going off of the two, the three big categories of this is gluten, dairy products, and sugar. And really, I might link in a little bit of corn in there too, and just grains in general are very inflammatory to our body. So if you're dealing with an autoimmune condition right now, it's very important to decrease how much inflammation you have in your body and decrease these specific food groups because they will cause a lot of inflammation. But we also need to find out what foods you're specifically having a reaction to because you might be reacting to a lot of healthy foods like an apple or broccoli or a Brussels sprout or a banana. Any of these type of things might be causing a chronic inflammatory response throughout your body too. And that's we don't want that happening. Now, many times these allergic responses that we have are food intolerances. Over time, when we start healing up this, this gut, these symptoms can't, the, the, your reaction to these foods can decrease. And also these inflammatory foods, you might be able to have them here and there and not cause as big of an inflammatory issue. But other times, sometimes you might be very sensitive like for, to gluten or for example, you have just a little smidge of it, your, your joints swell up or your immune, uh, autoimmune condition has a flare up or whatever. So uh, we definitely want to, and if, uh, food is a huge piece. There's never been a patient I treat with autoimmune condition in which we're not dealing with the dietary piece because it's so big. It seems like, we know, when it comes to like food sensitivities and leaky gut and so forth, that it's like in that process of healing, like you want to eliminate all of the things that are just wrecking you and then give some time to heal with some other, you know, elements that you bring in as far as what does one do to actually heal this. And then you might be able to find, okay, some of these things that were wrecking me before I can actually cycle back in because now that I'm healed you know, I'm not as sensitive to them in the first place. And then sometimes you might find, nope, that one is always going to be that problem. And so I just need to stay off of that one for good. But you don't know until you eliminate and heal and then start testing um, Mm -hmm. and and so forth. I know for me, there was a period in my own healing where I I, I could not have a smidge of gluten. I could not have a smidge of dairy. Uh, It immediately just messed me up. But after I went through my healing process, I found that I can actually have a little bit here and there now. I, if I go nuts on it, if I eat it every day, I all the symptoms come back. Mm-hmm. But if I just, you know, go go minimal. So I'm like I'm, I, I consider myself a low dairy, low gluten lifestyle. So I pretty much eat all gluten free. I might have some sourdough on occasion, and then dairy. I try to just stick to like goat or sheep on occasion. Every once in a while, I might have some cow, but that's like a special thing. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be fine with me. But if I start going like two, three days in a row, you know, it, it hurts me. But I mean, it's so much better than what it was before where I couldn't have it at all uh, because I was yeah. able to to really help heal my gut. So this is just as a, as a testament to anybody who's listening um, or watching, uh, this really does make a huge difference. Okay. This next one that you have on the list to me is absolutely fascinating. I had no idea um, in my own journey that this could be playing a role. Um, It's something that I probably still need to rule out as well in my own health journey. I know my husband is actually working this out with you, and that is chronic infections. How does this play a role in autoimmune conditions? So this one was huge, and this is one that's many times left out, even in the 
functional medicine, integrative physician realm. Okay. And it's a huge category, obviously infections, there's all kinds of different infections out there, but there's some big ones that we like to look at. So I like to look at small intestinal bacterial overgrowth as a big one because this will affect your gut again. Gut is a big piece. That's where our immune system is hanging out there. So if we have these gut bugs, these bacteria that aren't supposed to be hanging out in our small intestine, they are hanging out in there. It's going to really blow up our immune system. So that's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So we want to identify if that's going on. Usually that's related to a lot of gas and bloating. If I'm seeing that in a patient, I'm always going to rule that out. I also like to especially look at Lyme disease, see if they have any potential indicators that are telling me that they have been in Lyme disease or they lived in areas that have been high in Lyme disease. They've been bit by a tick. They had some type of rash. But sometimes their symptoms are so correlative to Lyme disease, I'm going to order it no matter if they haven't had any reaction to it. Because you be, can be exposed to these little nymph sticks, these little baby gut things that look like pieces of dirt or little freckles that you might just knock off. And then you got exposed to Lyme disease. And mm -hmm. just because you didn't have a rash doesn't mean you don't have Lyme disease. So we like to look at that. Epstein-Barr virus, a very common virus that most of us have been exposed to, 80, 90% of us. It causes mono many times for people. It goes dormant and it can reactivate itself. And when that bug gets reactivated, it can really wreak havoc with our immune system. And it will make our immune system be way over to st overstimulated and cross-react with all kinds of different proteins throughout our body. We also look like, like to look at one that's kind of similar, cytomegalovirus. This also causes mono, but it causes a little bit different symptoms throughout the body. And that's a big one I like to look at too. And then chronic strep. All of us have probably have strep when we're growing up, but you could get it chronically hanging out in your body. And this could cause all kinds of problems. And this causes a lot of joint issues for people. So whenever any autoimmune condition is involving the joints, I always want to rule this specific condition out. And these are all conditions that you can actually treat. Like if they found that they had uh, this chronic strep that's like living in their body, like thought they got rid of it when they were nine, you yep. know, this is something that can actually be eliminated. Yeah. We eliminate this all the time or we put it in a dormant state. So like viruses or certain bacteria, they don't totally get out of our body. They kind of go in a dormant state and they hang out there. And what can happen when we get this stressful response, we take a medication that suppresses our immune system or whatever. There could be reactivation of these bugs. So what we do is we put them back in the, uh, the suppressive state that they're not causing any problems, but you also need to follow preventative type of things. So these bugs never come back. back in your life, but yeah, you could take care of these, get them taken care of and never cover, cause a problem ever again in your life. All right. This next one that we have, um, I, I, I often, you know, when I talk with my friends and, and people that I know who, who have autoimmune condition, I often hear that they also have this. And I always thought it was just the effect of an autoimmune condition, but it seems like it actually, I mean, you have it on the list of a root cause and that's hormonal imbalances. Yeah. How are hormonal imbalances root causes to autoimmune conditions? So hormonal system is all out of whack. Our immune system is going to be all out of whack. So our hormones are little signalers throughout our entire body. They're what makes our body work. So if we have a signal that's not being sent appropriately, that's going to mess up with our mess our immune system up and how it functions. So I see people that have autoimmune conditions, their hormones are not working very well. So let's talk spe specifically about a couple that are 
pro-inflammatory hormones when they're decreased. So cortisol is one. Cortisol is one of the hormones that keeps our immune system under control. So let's say you're stressed out of your mind all the time and you're really suppressing your cortisol because when, you, when you're stressed, you're constantly producing this stress hormone cortisol. Over time, your body's going to be like, I can't keep up with this anymore. And it starts decreasing its cortisol response. Guess what happens at that response? Your immune system is going to start getting stimulated. Obviously, all kinds of other things are going to happen. We've talked about that in other, other podcasts and other videos. So we want to make sure we get our cortisol in the right range so we can keep our immune system under control. Another one is progesterone. So if you have way too little progesterone and way too high estrogen, estrogen is going to be more stimulatory, more inflammatory. Doesn't mean we don't want estrogen. We do, but it's the balance. And we have way too little progesterone, which is anti-inflammatory and calming. So they're kind of yin and yang type of thing. They need to work together, synergistically together, and we need the right balance there. And I see high estrogen compared to progesterone all the time in pre, uh, pre-menopausal pre women. So we want to make sure we get that balance under control. Um, and you might, many times you'll probably be experiencing certain menstrual type of stuff, maybe a lot of PMS, a lot of bleeding, a lot of cramping. These type of things could be related to that. Or you get really depressed or anxious right before your period type of things. Those could be certain indicators that you might have some hormonal imbalances, but sometimes people aren't experiencing that. And I order their blood work and I'm like, wow, your progesterone's way low and your estrogen is way high. We want to make sure we balance that out. Also, I see a lot of thyroid issues with people that have autoimmune conditions. We want to make sure that's working well because what happens with our thyroid is that's what makes our metabolism work. A lot of times people hear metabolism, they think weight loss. Yeah, it does help Mm -hmm. with weight loss. But it's actually what makes our cells work. It's what gets the mitochondria turned on to make energy production. And that needs to be happening for our immune system to be able to work effectively. Uh, we need our metabolism working well. So those are just a quick rundown. There's other hormones in there that we need to look at. But those are the big ones that we need to look at with autoimmune disease and get these balanced out to be able to treat it effectively. That makes a lot of sense. And I know, you know, even, you know, being uh, in the cancer community, we've learned just how like when you mess up the mitochondria and the, met- the metabolism of your body, that that can actually even affect your your cells and your body's ability to fight cancer. So it just seems mm-hmm. like you know, taking care of the root causes for an autoimmune condition is just, it's not only going to help you with your autoimmune condition, but it can be preventative of even things like cancer and so forth. So it's, it's like this vicious cycle that can just happen that just, you know, creates this storm in your body. And, and the last one that you bring up here, I think is important as well. Um, it's surprising. Um, I think for a lot of people and one that I mean, I'm 42 and I'm just now really starting to learn about the power of this root cause in so many ailments. And that is thoughts and emotions. Now, we don't hear a lot about this, I think, in the medical community, but maybe not even as much in, in integrative, but how does that play a role in autoimmune conditions? So our thoughts or emotions are huge. The people that don't get better in my office are the ones I'm not able to help with their emotional peace. I'm not able to really get them to love themselves and think good about themselves or have a high self-esteem or help decrease their anxiety or their depression. Those are the people that don't get better in my office. Majority of the time, it's sad to say, but we need to work on this piece because we could be working on all these other pieces that we're talking about here for autoimmune disease. But if we don't do anything for this emotional piece, many times my patients don't get better. So we need to work on 
improving how people think about themselves, improve their relationships with their family, their friends, etc. Because that, that's a piece. Our emotions affect all these little hormones throughout our body, our inflammatory signals that are happening throughout our body, our absorption of nutrients and how our gut functions all depends upon how our emotions are thinking. We talked about the stress piece, how this is affecting the cortisol response. So if you're stressed all the time or not liking uh, your job or your life or whatever, we need to work on helping you see it in a different perspective so we can decrease this cortisol response that is happening. So I work on that piece a lot when I'm dealing with my autoimmune patients. So, And it, it can be a missed piece. And it's not just me helping with this. It's it's part of their work too. And I always, whenever I follow up with them, I'm like, how are you working on this piece? And, uh, and if we work on that piece and all these other things, you will be able to get your autoimmune condition under control. So would you say that when, when you meet somebody that comes into your office and they have an autoimmune condition, can you, can you, would you say that anybody that comes in with an autoimmune condition that you will often find that they struggle with some sort of thought or emotional, just like dysfunctional thinking or emotional function in some way? Like, are they, they're, they're, they're typically depressed or anxious or self-hating or something like that, that is a common aspect of anybody with autoimmune? It's very common. Now, have I seen patients that don't, but it's extremely common. We, I always have to look at this piece with the patients dealing with autoimmune conditions or uh, obviously a lot of other chronic conditions too. It's interesting because, you know, we hear a lot about like, you know, the brain is connected, you know, we know that the brain is connected to the body through the, the spinal cord and then, and then the nerves, but to really, really understand that, like if that's, if that's the case, the brain is not only telling the body to make your arm move or make your heart pump and things like that, but your, your thoughts actually go and connect to your body as well. And I love your example about the cortisol because that is one that I can, it's, I think it's a good tangible example because I think anyone can uh, find a moment in their life where they, they can correlate. I had this thought it was a scary thought. It was a stressful thought. And I immediately felt that <gasps> chest pain or that cortisol shoot up in their chest area. I know I can feel it directly right about here. If I have mm -hmm. a stressful thought, a negative thought, a scary thought, immediately once after I have that thought within seconds, I can feel the effects on my pulse, on my heart rate and yeah. so forth. And so I think that's a really great example of how a thought can just affect the body right there. And that thought, that scary thought might be something that is true and worthy of being worried about. Or sometimes it's just, no, that was a negative thought. And there's actually five other alternatives to what just mm -hmm. happened. And I can actually change my thinking and flip the script on what just happened and calm myself down. And it, and it's not a lie. It's not mm -hmm. a lie at all. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's truth. It's true. And it's valid. So I think that's really powerful. And I think something that a lot of people really overlook. All right. So if anybody is is listening here, one of the big things we want to make sure and let everyone know is that if you have an autoimmune condition, if any one of these root causes, you're thinking, oh man, that makes a lot of sense. I definitely, you know, could have any one of these, then you can come in and see Dr. Jake. I do think that we missed one though, Dr. Jake. Did we talk about toxins? We didn't talk about toxins. Okay. No, we need to, let's, we need to let's dive get that one up. I think that's a really important one before we close out our, our show today. Yeah. So toxins is huge. It's very broad, but it's a big piece of what's linked to people's autoimmune conditions. This could be related to just your drinking water, the chlorine, 
the formaldehyde, all the other solvents or things that get into our drinking water. So you want to make sure you, at the very least, filter your water if you have autoimmune conditions or you want to prevent autoimmune condition because that is a big source of toxic gunk that we get in our body. Pesticides and herbicides. These are big pieces that make your immune system way overstimulated. It's a foreign molecule to our body and our body doesn't really like seeing these foreign molecules. So we want to decrease how many pesticides or herbicides we get. We're not going to decrease it all together because it's part of our life, but we want to decrease how much we get so our body doesn't get bombarded with this. There's all kinds of different solvents that are in our air, in our paints, or in a lot of people's different jobs. And that's going to make our immune system goes crazy too. And solvents are very absorbable. They're going to go right into the bloodstream really quickly. So we want to make sure we don't get these certain toxins. Obviously, there's heavy metals like mercury, lead, arsenic, all kinds of uh, heavy metals that can make your immune system go crazy too. So these are that's a big piece. And I always look at this and see if they need help with the toxins. Many times part of my protocol is always a detoxification protocol because everyone has toxic gunk. But then I order certain testing with people I think have a, a certain uh, chemical in their body that we need to look at and uh, specifically eliminate. Yes, it seems like some people can have just more of one over another. And then there's other specific ways. Okay, this one works really well with, you know, sweating, we'll get this one out and that kind of a thing. So it is, I think, important to find out which ones, if you do look like you have a you know, particular one that's really a problem, to really focus on that outside of just general detoxification. So going back to what I was saying earlier to anybody who's listening, like if you have any one, if you have an autoimmune condition, or if, and, and as you're listening, you're thinking, yes, I, this makes sense to me as a, I think this is one of the causes that I have because I know that I have this as well. And you want to be able to get help. Every single one of these root causes, Dr. Jake works with and Dr. Jake knows how to eliminate, right? And heal. So if you uh, want to get help with any of that, Dr. Jake, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Visit our website, integrativemedica.com. Find our phone number there and give my receptionist a call. And you can set up a visit with me or some of my all other awesome doctors that we have. And what I love about your office is that unlike a lot of doctors out there, you do offer virtual services, which has been really helpful, um, I think, to our family as well. Mm-hmm. And that means that anybody, you know, no matter where you're at, you know, you, you can get help. You're not limited because you don't have a doctor in your area, for example, that can help you. So we're excited to see who, um, who you're able to help that's listening. And if you are somebody who is listening and that you have been able to come in to see Dr. Jake, you know, let us know in the comments. Uh, we'd love to hear that we're making a difference, making an impact out there with those of you who are listening. So to everybody, we will see you guys next week on our next episode. Thanks so much. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrative, M-E-D-I-C-A.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.